something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I'm C.J. Layton, coming to you from inside the secret broadcast cave of the Phantom Radio Studio in Lake Wales, Florida, home of the premier radio bowling talk show. PBA Hall of Famer Len Nicholson was instrumental in developing the PBA Lane Maintenance Program in 1971, and it is still referred to today. He was a founding member of the Bowling Foundation, which was created to find solutions to scoring issues in bowling. Len has been with the Kegel Company since 1995. He was also a recipient of the Bowling Industries Flowers for the Living Award and the John Davis Award in recognition for his contributions to the sport. And now the Phantom and his friends are hosting the Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club. The Phantom will tell you more. So Phantom fans, let's welcome our host, Len Nicholson, the Phantom. Well, thank you, CJ. And a reminder that Phantom Radio is presented by the Kegel Company the number one lane maintenance company in the world. Well, Phantom fans, this week we have yet another very special guest to talk to as we continue to interview who's who in the world of bowling in each and every area of our great sport. And our guest this week is a young lady is a charter member of the Phantom Radio Junior Bowling Club. And as of this show, she's just 14 years old, but has shown tremendous promise in this great sport. And she loves the competition, but looking at her resume, I noticed that she's a two-time Sportsmanship Award winner for the Southwest Gold Tour. And you know what? That's a huge award that you have to that you've won, especially in this sport, which can often prove to be a very frustrating one. And let's get her out here and find out more about her. Her name is Jordan Betchcart. So Jordan. Welcome to Phantom Radio. Hello. You know, ready for Christmas? Yes. Have you bought all your presents for everybody? Yes. <laughs> well, what's the number one thing you want for Christmas? Um, I mean, nothing really. I'm just super grateful for all my family, and that's all I really need. What a great answer. I'll tell you what, a lot of people want all these material things and uh problem is sometimes we lose a family member or a friend and I'll tell you what it's heartbreaking and it's hard to take but uh, let's start at the beginning how old were you when you first started bowling and, and who took you I was three years old and I started bowling at uh, West Seekers with my dad so I'm going to take a for instance here just a possibility was he your very first coach yes all right uh while you were just a little tyke wandering around the, the bowling center, did you remember, was he a pretty good bowler back in those days? I believe so. Of course, that was only 10 years ago, so I'm sure you got that fresh in your memory, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, along those lines, uh, do you have any brothers or sisters? I have one brother. Older or younger? Older. Is he a bowler too? No, he is not a bowler. What does he do? Does he have any sports hobbies or what? No, since he is autistic, he doesn't really do much. All right. Well, he'll be a genius at something. I know that for a fact. Uh, 
you know, my sister has a son that's autistic and, uh, he's got a memory that is unbelievable. Uh, he remembers things that you forgot yesterday, you know, but, uh, yeah, God works in mysterious ways and he'll turn out all right. That's for sure. Yep. How about your mom? Does she bowl? No, she does not bowl. <laughs> all right. So here's a hobby question. What's your favorite meal that she cooks you? Um, I would say her enchilada casserole. Oh, I'd like to have some of that stuff myself. I'm into all that Mexican food. I love it. So anyway, this, this show, honey, is going to just be a, an introduction. I want people to get to know you. So I'm going to ask you a lot of different kind of questions and all that kind of stuff, even though it's a bowling related show. I got a feeling, and I've had a lot of good feelings over my years of, in this game. I've been around for a long time. I started bowling in 1956. I've seen them all come and go, and uh, there's a lot of things that make up success. It's not just sometimes how well you throw the bowling ball, and you're, you're already one step ahead with your sportsmanship award. That's something that is hard to teach somebody. And one of the things about all the great players, they'll never tell you probably, but you got to learn how to lose before you can learn how to win. Yep. And if you're a good sport, that shows you're on the right way. So good for you, honey. Thank you. All right. So time went by. You started bowling at three or four years old, two-handed, probably down the middle of the lane and falling down half the time. But at one point, I'm sure you improved to a certain part and that you really got another coach or was that still your dad? No, I, um, about two years ago, I started bowling with Brian Aldrin. Okay. I've heard that name before. And, uh, is your dad still bowling too? No, he is not bowling. He's kind of quit, laid it down. What, what's going on with your dad? Well, he kind of started, stopped bowling since I was doing a lot more tournaments and I was like going out of town a lot. So it was just getting too much for him. Yeah, you know, it really is. Um, I've had on, you're my fifth uh, junior I've had on and I've gotten to know a lot of the parents and it is, it's expensive uh, to travel around, especially nowadays with inflation and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I just filled up my car with gas yesterday of course, I live in California, which I'm pretty stupid to live here because it's a crazy state. <laughs> anyway, it was $74 to fill it up. It was already half full when I started. So, oh my. Yeah, it's everything's very expensive and out of sight. But um, th this new coach of yours, uh, how well, I'm sure you respect them, right? Yes. All right. Here's one technical question I'm going to ask you. I won't ask you too many technical things. Okay. I'm going to have you on the show more than once. I can tell because as time goes by, you're going to get better and better and better. and People are going to be hearing about you. Uh, what's the best part of his coaching? Is it the mental game that he teaches you, the physical game, or about lane conditions and equipment? What is he, his strongest point? I would definitely say the mental game. Well, I'm telling you what, you're already two steps along the way now because that's the number one thing that separates the uh, cream from the crop. It really does. Uh, all the great players, men, women, you have, you name it, the top ones have the best mental games. No question about it. So, 
I always tell people on the show, uh, <laughs> you go to the library, you want to learn something about Venezuela or, or someplace, and there'll be 10 books about it. If you go into the library and you say, I want to learn something about self-help, there's a million books up there. And yep. you know, it's, the mind is something that's unbelievable. It's hard to determine what's going on in there. That's why it costs the most to go see a psychiatrist because they can't see it. You know, you can't see a broken arm in, in, in a film or anything. So it's all about how you think. And I always tell everybody, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you got a choice. You can smile or you can frown. That's up to you. Think positive or think negative. So a lot of, a lot of the top players, you know, <laughs> and I watched the tour for 25 years. I was out there. I also worked on the women's tour for quite a while. But even the great ladies, I mean, I can name them all, but, you know, they'd leave a solid 10-pin or 7-pin, depending on the, you know, lefties or righties. Mm -hmm. And the good ones would walk back and kind of nod to themselves. The bad ones would come back and kick the ball return. Uh, you know, the, the good ones are thinking, all right, I'm in the hole now. I'm in the pocket. Now I just got to find a way to carry the other ones, they, they got robbed, but it's it's a funny game and it's a mental game like all other sports. Actually, life is made up of all being mental. So, all right, let's go to the next thing. You know, uh, I said a little bit about it, but you're the fifth junior junior that we've had on the show, and they were uh, a variety variety of people. Mason Hirsch, he was only like ten years old, but he was the first charter member simply because he was the son of one of our volunteers that started the program with me. Another fellow that's on the show, been on, is Rush Steen, and then originally Potter Jr. and Caitlin Abagania. So those four, have you ever run into any of those yet on your travels? No, not yet. All right, well, you will because uh, a couple of them are top-of-the-notch players, and the other ones are real young, so... As time goes by, most people improve as time goes by. and Some fall by the wayside, but, you know, the, the cream will rise to the top, just like we talked a little bit about before. But, you know, when you, when you go to all these tournaments, uh, who are a few of your bowling friends that you like to hang out with? Let, let's give them a little recognition. I really like hanging out with Troy Allgood and then Court, Courtland Millington. And then also um, Olivia Cora. All right. And I noticed uh, you live in Kansas. Is that correct? Yes. And so you bowl mainly around the Midwest, or sometimes the Southwest. Uh, how far east do you get with some of the tournaments you go to? I mean, not too far. We usually only, like, go down to Oklahoma. Like, we don't like to go too far. Okay. I understand. Uh, how about California? You ever get out this way? Nope. Okay, good for you. <laughs> it's a crazy state, I guarantee it. All right, so uh, here's a question for you. Do you do you have a chance to uh, follow the pro tours, you know, like the men's and the women's? And if you do, whose game is similar to yours? I feel like... I do, and I feel like the most uh, similar is probably um, Shannon O'Keefe, I would say. Yeah, she's pretty too, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice gal. I know her very well. Um, have you had a chance ever to meet uh, 
the Ballards at all? How about them? You know them? Yes. <laughs> I think I saw that someplace. Uh, yeah. What a bowling family that is. I'll tell you, have you ever worked a little bit with uh, Dell? Yes, I have. Yeah, he, he, that guy's been around forever, and he's one of my favorites of all time. He he also had a great mind, uh, which made him, you know, over the top with all the elite players. Uh, he's one heck of a guy, and, and that's one thing that uh, – another thing that all the great players do – is they hang around with good people. They don't hang around with a bunch of bums, you know. Uh, uh, the, if you were four negative people, they'll end up talking you into doing something negative because you want to be part of the clique. So you don't want to hang around with them. You want to hang around with the positive people because all, all their thoughts are positive. But the the Ballards, uh, what a group. Uh, even even though Dell got a little sick, uh, he's still out there and he's still working his butt off. He. He's one heck of a guy. If you see him, tell him the Phantom said to say hello. Will do. <laughs> yeah, we, we go way back. You know, I, I want to take a moment or two just to talk a little bit about, you know, our website that we started out with these kids. Uh, a lot of people want to know why I got interested in the juniors. Uh, you know, I started out as a junior bowler when I was 16 years old. And uh, that bowling center is still in existence, which I can't believe because that was uh, centuries ago. But uh, as I think back over my life, uh, that was one of the times I had the most fun when I was in the junior league and I had all those kids running around. Back then, we'd, we'd run around. The, the, the coach, the junior coach, wouldn't let us go play the pinball machines or any of that kind of stuff. She made us sit there and, and watch. And I'll never forget, I, I remember this like it was yesterday, the first thing I want to teach you kids is don't stick your hand down the ball return. <laughs> what great advice that was because a couple of kids didn't pay attention, you know, and they got bruised up knuckles and whatnot. But yeah, those are the great times back in those days. But uh, you know, after that, I eventually go, went out and worked on the pro bowler store. And sometimes we'd go do the ladies store when our, our tour wasn't on. And then uh, in the summertime, sometimes on vacation, I'd go do the high roller as far as doing the lanes and the eliminator and a couple of those kind of tournaments. And I've been involved with the hoinky and other big tournaments around the country. Then as time went by, I started working on the senior tour because I knew all those guys. And uh, when I retired from that, I went to work for Kegel. And uh, I'm kind of semi-retired, but I started this radio show. And I'm looking around. I went to a junior tournament. And I saw all these kids out there that are just awesome. The camaraderie was wonderful. Everybody giving each other a high five. They're all dressed in nice uniforms, the shirts and whatnot. And uh, I was talking to a couple of the girls. And uh, I says, uh, you know, who, who takes care of your equipment? Oh, I do. You do? Yeah. I, I drill my own balls. How old are you? Twelve. 12, Dick Weber and Billy Hardwick did not have to drill a ball. In, they were 50 years old, you know. So the knowledge that you kids have is unbelievable. And the instruction that you have nowadays is unbelievable. So I started thinking, you know, I've never worked with the kids before. And I've got a platform here, my website, my, my radio show. I want to start promoting these kids. 
So I got together a few of my friends and uh, we started this thing up. They're all volunteers and uh, we're going to have people on the show. We're going to talk junior bowling. Hopefully we'll run into some millionaire someplace and they'll help us and we'll develop some big, big tournaments for you kids because you guys got something we didn't have back in my day. Uh, you bowl a tournament, you can't really earn money, but you can earn money towards college, correct? Mm-hmm. And that's run by the ABC or J, whatever they call it nowadays, USBC. Yeah. And so they hang on to that money for you while you're just a kid, and then you go to college, then they give it to you then, right? Yes. That's a pretty good deal, especially when you start out young like you. Um, I don't know. I don't want to get personal, but I'm sure you got a few bucks saved up already because I'm sure you've had some high finishes. You, you know, I saw by your style, you, you're not just a rookie anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we want to do that. So we want to promote the girls and the boys and the kids and give them a platform. So every month from now on, uh, we've had five on now with you. I'm going to have a, a junior bowler on uh, once a month. So I'm picking them out, some of them at random, some of them like the first one was our charter member and this uh, other kid, uh, Rush, he was our hundreds member. So things like that. So, uh, yeah, if you have any friends that know that they love bowling and they want to be on the show, let them know that I'm looking for kids to be on the show. Will do. All right. That'll be awesome. And, uh, you know, do you, do you have uh, any other hobbies besides bowling? No, not really. <laughs> are, are you athletic? Do you play volleyball or softball or anything? Yeah, no. You're just a, a bowling nut, huh? Yep. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I know that you're competitive because I've done a little research on you. Uh, are you going to hang this up? Are you, uh, you going to be a bowler someday? What, what kind of future you got in your mind? I really want to be a pro bowler like Shannon O'Keefe is. She's like someone that I really look up to. Yeah, well, she's she's awesome. Uh, have you ever had a chance to talk with her or work with her or anything yet? Nope. All right. Well, have you ever you never even talked to her in your life? You just have admired her game, huh? Yep. All right. Well, maybe we can work out something. Uh, I got a few people that I know that know her and. I know her a little bit myself. Maybe we'll get her to get in touch with you and throw you some tips now and then. <laughs> Would you like hearing from her? Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't be intimidated, would you? No, probably not. What if she's, well, let me ask you this. Um, what kind of an average are you carrying now? Basically, I'm sure you bowl a league, right? Yes, I do. Okay, I'm sure you got a tournament average and a league average and different averages on different kind of conditions and whatnot. But basically, uh, what is your basic average right now? Um, around, I think like around like 163. Okay. 163. At 14, huh? 163. <laughs> I think I, I was averaging about 94 when I was like 14. <laughs> <laughs> So, and you got your eyes set on uh, doing this as for a living someday, correct? Yes. Well, you sound like you got the, the basics underneath your legs, you know, so to speak. You got the foundation there. 
How about the next step, which is college? Uh, are you going to go to college? What do you think? I think I will go to college. I'm pretty set on going to uh, Wichita State University. Oh, Wichita State. Yeah, there's about 4,000 kids that want to go there. That's uh, a pretty good bowling school. Right? <laughs> they produce some really great champions, uh, and they got some great coaching over the years. Uh, in fact, I, I, I knew them very well back in the day. I used to go over there and, and work out with them a little bit and do a little coaching myself. Um, but my deal was always the mental game. I, I grew up with Billy Hardwick. You probably never heard of him, but he was a bowler of the year a couple of times. But the first year he went on the tour, he, he missed 17 tournaments in a row. He never cashed. And everybody said to him, what are you going to do now? He says, I'm going to go home and work on my game, and I'm going to go out there and beat these guys. <laughs> well, he had that mental determination, and you won't believe this, but the following year, he was bowler of the year. So wow. he went on to be Hall of Famer and, and all that. So. And that's where I learned about the mental game, the desire, the determination, you know, all those big words uh, <laughs> that go to make up your game. It's it's not only a, a physical game. You can have beautiful physical game, but if you got nothing upstairs in that brain, you know, it's not going to help you at all. Yep. All right. So um, in closing, I just want to tell everybody that uh, I've seen your resume and I want them to look out for you because, you know, one of the guys that came on my show years and years and years ago, he told me, he says, yeah, I want to move to the United States and I want to bowl on a pro bowler's tour because I've been pretty good internationally. And I says, all right, well, that's a pretty big step. And the kid was from uh, Australia and his name was Jason Belmonte. And <laughs> he, he had a desire. He had a goal. He went after it. And even though he lives thousands and thousands of miles away and take him a day or two to even get to a city in the, in the United States, but he's gone on, he's won more majors than anybody. And he, they've got a bowling ball named after him. They, he's, got, he's just unbelievable. So the horizon is huge. Depends how you set your goals. And uh, before I close the show and, and talk too much more, I'm going to give it to you to give me a closing statement in a minute of whatever you want to talk about at the end. So I just want everybody to know that uh, it makes no difference what your starting average is, just like your starting step. It's not how you start. It's how you finish, you know? So you're after a good start. You won the sportsmanship award. You're a competitive bowler. You want to compete with, against everybody. I'm sure if uh, Shannon O'Keefe came down and said, Let's bowl for a Coke. I'm sure you'd give it a go. You, you might think she's got you overwhelmed, but if you had that desire, it'd be like Billy Hardwick. Go ahead and shoe up, lady. Let's, let's give it a go. <laughs> All right. So you do. Do you have a co closing remark? You want to say anything? I mean, kind of. Go ahead. I would just like to thank Kenny and Kurt. Carthy Keegan from I Am Bowling for my bowling shirts and bowling bags. And then Brian Aldrin for being my uh, bowling coach and my my high school coach now. And then also Rich Steelsmith before he was a WSU men's bowling coach. I went to some of his clinics. And then Ray uh, Batty and Pat Henry for mind time, 
Mind Times Sport and Dickie Ward and Raylan Nimmo for putting on Southwest Gold Tour and Rhett and Brianna Norman for putting on Youth Scratch Masters Tour. And then also for Desiree Aldrin, Casey Collins, Teresa Ross, Holly Ann Joliens, and Dasha Kolva for my early years in my bowling. And that is basically my closing statement. Very, very nice. It's always good to thank your sponsors and people that have helped you. Um, I know that's going on forever and ever, not only bowling, but uh, even the pro football players thank their high school coaches and things like that because uh, there's a famous book. It's called No Man is an Island. Nobody can do anything by themselves. We always need help. Uh, you know, like you don't make your own mustard and mayonnaise and stuff like that. If you want something, you got to go buy it at the store. And somebody else created that. So same thing with us. We need help from, from all kinds of people from time to time. But I got to tell you, my dear, I enjoyed talking with you. Uh, I'm going to keep track of you. I'm going to keep tabs on you. I'm going to be asking around how she's doing. Is she still behaving herself? Is she still a sportsman-like champion like she is? And the old clock in the wall does tell me that we're out of time. And I can't believe how quickly the time flies in this show. And, that's why they say it's the fastest show on all sports. But Phantom fans, that is going to wrap up another show this week. And hope that you all enjoyed it. You enjoyed hearing from Jordan. And we look forward to talking to all of you again next week. Have yet another interesting guest to talk to. And we sincerely want to thank our sponsors, Star and Bowling Products. See, I'm just like you. I'm going <laughs> to thank everybody that helps us. <laughs> and Brad Edelman from the High Roller. And also our good friend, Dave Kowalski. He's the Hall of Fame coach from up in Michigan. And we couldn't do this without him. So we appreciate all his help. And also my two other partners besides Dave is Sam Villarreal and also Brian Hirsch. So for Phantom Radio, nice talking to you. And give your best to my your mom and dad for me. This you is need the Phantom. some love and care. And nothing, well, nothing is going right. Close your eyes and think of me, and soon.